0: Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk to you about lateral thinking. I love sports, and when I watch the NFL Combine, or any Combine, it's a a place where they test out the new athletes before they go pro to see how they can move. And two of the things that they test, out of the many things, one is their vertical leap how high can they jump especially see that with basketball players or volleyball players and football players and the other thing that they test is their ability to move laterally and i know you're like what does that have to do with anything because a lot of times when we are in despair when we are in when we feel like we're underwater when we feel trapped surrounded like there's no way out Uh, like we can't breathe, it becomes very difficult for us to generate options to see what our possibilities are, to see what alternatives are. And, And that's really what we're talking about when we talk about lateral thinking. So going back to the sports analogy that I'm using, you know, jumping up and down, is measured and we always i remember as a kid priding myself on being able to touch the rim and then the net and then i i never learned how to dunk i i I think my hips were, were too tight or i just didn't practice it i just didn't know how to develop that um but i just remember always priding myself on my body's ability to move vertically whether it was jumping or push-ups, because even push-ups is kind of a vertical thing, bench press, uh, squats, going up and down. Those were the things that we were always measured on growing up. And then and society measures, you know, uh, you know, vertical movement, like going up and down, going from uh, middle school to high school to college, To then getting a job like moving vertically and then you get the job and you get promoted so you're moving up everything is about moving up 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 right but very rarely do we talk about the ability to move sideways and and that's really what separates us from the robots right I mean at some point robots I'm sure will be able to move vertically as well as we do or not vertically laterally as well as we do that side-to-side movement. Um, but right now, that, that's that's what's keeping us ahead of, you know, the, the robots. And when you look at animals who are predators, they, they have ability to, like, if you look at the lion. It has that ability to leap and jump. It has that vertical. But it also can move laterally, side-to-side. It, my girlfriend cannot move. I I don't know what it is. My girlfriend cannot move side to side. She's not. She's not great laterally. Um, but when you look at elite athletes, that's where the difference is. How quickly they can switch directions, go from left to right, and then how fluidly can they go from left to right? And so, I want to bring up this lateral thinking because a lot of times when we are in despair. We tend to think vertically. We go, well, if this happens, then that's going to happen. And if that happens, then that's going to happen. And, if we, and so basically we're just catastrophizing because we, quote, unquote, already know what's going to happen next. Where if we start thinking more laterally, side to side, expanding, then all of a sudden we start exploring alternatives and options and seeing possibilities. Uh, Another uh, quick example would be, and I'm going to get into ways that we can think laterally, right? Um, But another way to think about this is if you're in a mall and a mall has 10 floors, uh, vertical thinking would just be someone who stays on the elevator or escalator and never gets off to explore laterally, right? You're just going vertically. You're going up, and down the elevator or up and down the escalator and mind you there are people who just enjoy doing that they love staying on the escalator they love going up and down the elevator to hit all the buttons but they never get off they never explore the opportunities and options and and see what the different stores are and different places that they can eat and and different things that they can buy and and different fabrics that they can touch and sounds and, and smells and tastes and uh, and see the different people who are on the different floors and, and interacting with different people. So that's why it's so important for us to learn lateral thinking so that when we do feel trapped, surrounded, like there's no way out, we have that practice, that skill of, okay, it feels like there's no way out. It feels like there are no options. but. There are, if, if I can get off this escalator, if I can get off the elevator and start to walk around and, and ask questions. So uh, one way that we can improve our lateral thinking is one by picking a transitional object. And a transitional object is just something that, it's a person or, or thing that embodies characteristics or qualities that you can use for inspiration and whether or not they actually embody them is irrelevant. What's important is that you perceive them too. And I'll give you an example. A lot of people say, what would Jesus do? And that helps to guide them and 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 help them helps them to zoom out a bit on what their options are. It's like, oh, you know what? Jesus would turn water into wine or Jesus would, you know, gather ten disciples. Or, you know, Jesus would kneel and pray and ask for the cup to be removed. Like, whatever it is that you pull from what Jesus would do, that expands your opportunities. That expands the the options that you have. For me, I think about Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee says, be like water. And what that means to me has actually changed over time. I used to think that be like water was like water can go anywhere. That's how I originally thought about it. But now when I think about water, I think about the fact that it ebbs and flows, goes back and forth. It engages and disengages. And so one of the ways I incorporate incorporate that into my life is that I create a rhythm of my day where there are points where I'm engaged with my work and then I pull back and relax and then I engage with more work and then I'll pull back and chill. I might go for a walk. I might call a friend. I might, um, you know, listen to music. But I find a way to engage and then disengage, to ebb and flow just like water, to, you know, to work and then also to rest. So I want to be like water in that way. Um, another person, Michelle and I were watching Or are are watching the Richard Branson documentary, and and he's the billionaire trying to go to, uh, or he's been to space and trying to get us all uh, up into space and onto Mars. And I've read Richard Branson's bio, and so reading the bio, watching the documentary, it's the things I like to embody from him is the fact that when he gets in financial trouble, he uses equity, one. Two, he scales. He goes bigger. He, you know, he multiplies what he has. Three, there are times where he actually pulls back and um, yeah, I forget what they call it when they lay off a bunch of people, but it's like scale down. But that's not the word uh, I want to use that, that, that I'm thinking of. But anyway, but there, there are times where he expands and he contracts. But he also is willing to uh, invest in his vision and slowly do that. He he, he bought this island, Necker Island, and uh, it was like I'm gonna build a house here. And people thought he was crazy. I mean, this guy is a billionaire, and people are like, "You're crazy." And it, so it's funny that you can be a person who makes that much money, and people still are like, "No, you're crazy. What are you thinking? Like that doesn't make sense." Um. And slowly over years, he built, actually he had to build his home two or three times on that island because of hurricanes and different disasters. So, you know, that's, those are the things. And then also the fact that he has fun. He has so much fun doing it. Like, he has skin in the game. Like, he's not, he's not just, you know, building a thing and, and kind of a Scrooge about it. It seems like he's genuinely having fun and and he's surrounded by family a lot of the times like he talks about all the people who stayed on the island with him and, and hangs out with him. and and so I really love that he has a team of people around him and who've been around him for a long time they're not transient they're not in and out. He has a team of loyalists. So you know figure out who your people are who your things are you know, a lot of people talk about having a spirit animal. That's a transitional object where if you're a person who's like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know the, the lion is my spirit animal or the cat or the, the eagle, whatever it is, figure out what those characteristics are and then how you can embody it to get you through the situation or feelings or emotions that you're currently in. So that's number one, pick a transitional object to improve your lateral thinking. Uh, Number two is don't add, subtract, right? And, And so a lot of times we like to add things to try to improve our situation. We like to add things to make ourselves feel better when a lot of the times what would improve our situation is subtraction. Subtract. And I know I just talked about Richard Branson and scaling, but w- once again, there's no one size fits all. It's about knowing what to apply, when to apply it, and, and just trusting your gut. You just got to go with how you feel on it and see what happens, right? But, you know, subtract. What happens if you fast for 16 hours or 24 hours? Subtract. What happens if you, um, you know, if you stop doing a thing that you think you always have to do, subtract. You know, there, there might be, you might be running errands or, uh, you know, snacking all the time or talking to someone that you don't need to talk to or, or going to a place or there, there's something in your process, something you're doing, consuming, eating that you could subtract out of your life that you may, you may fear the consequence of, but you don't need it to go where you're going. It, it's almost like you are backpacking from A to B, right? And it's like a month long trail. And along that trail, there are going to be things in your backpack that served you on the first leg of that that hike, but now you need to get rid of. Now it's just wait Like you're not going to need that pickaxe anymore. You needed that for the first part. You're not going to need those, uh, those cleats for your boots. Uh, you can get rid of those. So looking to see what you can subtract and then see how you feel, right? So don't add things to your, your list. Don't, don't you know, now I got to read because if you're like me, it'll be like, oh, okay, I'll read uh, after I read these three books and listen to these five podcasts and then watch this YouTube video and then go to this conference. Then, then I'll take action. And it's like, it, I, it's almost like this active procrastination, which no one talks about. Uh, I have to write that down. Active procrastination. I never thought about that. That's a that's a good word right there, Leo Flowers. Active, pro, I'm writing it down, procrastination. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, the question to ask yourself is, what would happen if I stopped doing dot, dot, dot? Oh, and I, and I know you already thought of something. I know something popped in your brain. Write that down. Whatever, whatever the first thing was that popped in your head, you write that down. That's right. You write it down. What would happen if I stopped doing dot, dot, dot? Think about you know, Facebook and, and MySpace where you, you, could, you could post and say as much as you want and then Twitter comes along. Nope, only 140 cal- uh, calories characters. <laughs> um, so we have to think minimalism, less is more, right? And, and you hear so many people talk about fasting now and the health benefits of that. So what would happen if you subtracted And, and, and don't go extreme. I don't, I don't want you to go fasting for three or five days, you know, just add an hour. If you typically have fasted for, you know, maybe 10 hours, Try 11 hours. Slowly scale it. Uh, The third way that we can improve our lateral thinking is to tell ourselves a different story, right? A lot of times we view our story as being doomed, as a tragedy, a horror, but we can also reframe it to being a quest or a voyage and return, a rebirth, a comedy, overcoming the monster. A rags to riches tale, like it could be anything we want it to be, and 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 I would suggest this: decide what kind of what what kind of story you have, and I would assume that most of you either are dealing with a quest where you you have these challenges in front of you and you're trying to overcome it, or you're on a voyage and return where maybe you left for college or left for this or whatever. And you eventually are doing it to come back. Like you like. this is typically like the immigrant story where a lot of people leave their home and, and then go to another country to work and, and send money back with the hopes of returning back. So that would be a voyage and a return. And then you have people who are going through a rebirth. You know, I, uh, the first thing that comes to mind are people who are going through uh, uh, sex change or – or uh, uh, and, you know, uh, maybe you're quitting a job and starting a whole new career, so you're having a rebirth in that way. And then some people's lives are rags to riches, where you've been hustling, struggling, making minimum wage. Maybe you know you go you're going from the mailroom to the boardroom, that kind of thing. So identify your quest, and then like any like any movie, like any movie, p- create a playlist. Create a playlist for your quest, like play that every day. You know, and it, it maybe it's one song, maybe it's three songs. Right now, I've been every morning I've been listening to uh, "Fear Is Not My Answer." I believe that's the name of the song, and it's it's a gospel song that one of my um, cousins have sent to me. Uh, shout out to Libra, thank you for sending that, and I've been listening to it every morning. Not, I forget how it goes. Anyway, uh, for the past like five days, that's why it's not locked into the memory quite yet. But I heard it, I listened to it, I enjoy it. And so now it's like my morning anthem. I wake up and I and I rock out to that. And, and so that's where I'm at right now. Um, and then the other way that we can improve our lateral thinking is through mind mapping. Mind mapping is where you you take whatever is troubling you, bothering you, whatever your challenge is, you write it down, and then you write out all the different possibilities and alternatives that can come from that, all the different perspectives. So, for instance, if I if I say if I'm saying to myself I want to end my life, I would write that down. I want to end my life, and then around I'll draw a circle around that. And then I would have uh, all these uh, different arrows shooting uh, from it, and I say, you know, or go get coffee, or get a massage, or call a friend, or volunteer, or you know, checking on my neighbor, or clean up the the backyard, or take some time off from work, or you know, be honest about what I'm struggling with, or you know, take a nap, et cetera, et cetera. So all these things. You start to, and then if you wrote, like, take a nap, you could be like, you know what, I do need to take a nap, like a five-minute nap a day. That's doable. Like, it's not impossible. That kind of thing. So you start mind mapping, and you get these ideas of what it is you really want versus uh, keeping it all in your head. Because once you have it visually, it makes it much more manageable. And then you could even show that mind map to someone else. Like, hey, Here's the mind map I came up for this. Are, are there things that I'm are missing? Are there, is there something that stands out to you? Um, or do you have other ideas, et cetera, et cetera? So then it becomes collaborative, and that's up to you, obviously. The other way that we can improve our lateral thinking is by using our senses, right? And so we kind of alluded to this with writing out our thoughts. So when we write things down, what's in our head now becomes visual, right? And then if you're not a writer, then you can record your thoughts, and then it becomes auditory. How cool is that? Yeah, you record your thoughts, and then you play it back, especially as you're driving. Instead of listening to music or a podcast, you could be listening to yourself and your own thoughts and ideas, and then that will give you more thoughts and ideas. Um, We can tap into our sense of touch through dance or a shower, massage, acupuncture, uh, taking, you know, wrestling, having your, uh, your significant other place their hands on your chest, like different ways playing with dogs, like different ways of touch, uh, it, it can spark ideas for us, it can spark alternatives for us. So, uh, you know, rubbing ourselves, tapping, tapping our forehead. If you haven't looked into tapping therapy, just Google that and see what that is. But finding alternate ways to touch you so that you can stimulate that sense and then stimulate new ideas. Um, another way is through taste. And, and the taste goes back to subtraction where it's not so much about, well, actually we can do this one of two ways, uh, stimulate taste. We can stimulate taste by tasting different foods. So, if there's a restaurant, uh, you know, like there's an, if you haven't had Indian food in a while or Asian food or, uh, you know, even a, a American comfort food, whatever food it is or ingredient or tea or however, you know, basically ingesting, consuming something different than you otherwise might have consumed and then noticing how that experience of it. Affects your lateral thinking, opens your mind up to different possibilities. I mean, really, that's all when people do ayahuasca and microdose and stuff, it's just a different experience. And when we have different experiences, novel experiences, it expands our mind. So, you know, we don't have to go to Costa Rica and then vomit and throw up after drinking tea. We can, and then the other way to stimulate our taste is by fasting because. When we go on a, a twelve-hour, sixteen-hour, twenty-four-hour fast, then all of a sudden it our mind expands because now our body's not using that energy to digest. Now it now the the, the, the blood can is freely circulating qu- uh, quicker. Now I don't want to say quicker, but more efficiently to the brain, and you got more neuronal uh, synapses, and and now you got the. The, the neurotransmitters uh, lighten up the serotonin and the dopamine and the endorphins and the oxy like all those things begin to fire at a level that uh, that they once were not that they weren't before. And then the last way we can stimulate our sense to improve our lateral thinking is through scent. Right. So we talked about tasting different things. So smelling different things, whether they're candles, oils going to a flower shop, going hiking and literally stopping to smell the roses. Uh, these are just different ways that we can stimulate our sense senses so that we can improve our lateral thinking. Because you know, part of the downside of working from home and being in a house is that you're smelling the same things over and over again. So your, your brain, your body, your mind is not being stimulated. When you think about children and the, and the amount of joy and, and wonder and awe that they have, it's because they're constantly being exposed to new things. You know, we're always encouraging kids to go to museums and on field trips and try this and see that and just see if you like it. And then as adults, we just become kind of uh, cur- curmudgeonly and, and go, ah, I don't like that. That's not my thing. And we haven't even tried it yet. And that doesn't mean that we try everything. I'm not saying that. Uh, within reason, right? Uh, And then the other way that we can stimulate our lateral thinking is through reverse thinking, right? And reverse thinking is basically determining what do people typically do, how do people typically solve this problem or address this, and then do the opposite. Do the opposite of it. I saw this with swimming um, where... Uh, some people swim and they use their legs more than their arms, and then, and then but most use their arms more than their legs. And so, you know, if you're a swimmer and you're trying to get an edge up, you go, well, let me do the opposite of what most people are doing and just see what happens. It's not about finding the solution. It's about exploring options. Remember, it's about getting off that escalator walking around the floor of the mall, seeing what's there. Maybe you buy something, maybe you don't. But, you know, you have discovered new stores. You've talked to different people. You've had new scents, new sounds, new smells. And then you get back on you go to the next floor and then see what happens. And, and that's how we want to approach life. We want to be exploratory. We want to be adventurous. And, and lateral thinking helps us to do that, right? So here's a question in lateral thinking, and see if you can solve this. I should say a riddle. An ancient woman be, is born in 1948. Not ancient, an Australian woman. An Australian woman is born in 1948, but celebrated her 16th birthday recently. Why? And I'll give you the answer to that, and I'll, I'll read it again. An Australian woman was born in 1948. But celebrated her 16th birthday recently. Why is that? And I'll give you the answer at the end of these closing remarks. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of "Before You Kill Yourself" with your host Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Remember, this this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help for you calling the one eight hundred. Uh oh, it's not one eight hundred anymore. It is now nine eight eight. That's right. The new international Suicide Prevention Hotline in America is 988. Uh, And then we have other international numbers listed in all of the show notes. You can talk, chat, text. You can always go to thrivewithleo.com, thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together. So here's the answer to the riddle of an Australian woman was born in 1948 but celebrated her 16th birthday recently. Why? It was because she was born February 29th. And if you know anything about that, it makes it a leap year. That's right. Um, Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you soon, or talk to you soon, or hang out soon, or whatever. All right, now it's gotten awkward, see?